0: Yet the more I think about it, the more I realize that we women set impossible standards for ourselves, that we make life intolerable for one another. I cannot live up to your standards, senior wife, so I have to set my own. Quote by Bucci Immacetta from the book The Joys of Motherhood. Peace, love, and power, beautiful people. This is the good brother coming straight to you from the center of self, from the eye power Center, the intuitive point on which everything resides. And today's principle is the joys of motherhood. That's right, the joys of motherhood. And today I have a special guest uh, joining us, and you're going to be thrilled. The story is amazing. Beautiful, beautiful spirit. And uh, please just tune in and make sure you all tap in every Wednesday, every Wednesday for a new episode. So let's get right to it. Yo, there she is. So what's up with you? How you doing today?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. Won't complain. It's good to
0: see your face here. It's good to see your face here. Thank you first and foremost for uh, allowing me this time with you. Uh, but before we go forward, could you please, please, please introduce yourself to her, to the people.
1: Okay, uh, my name is Ikea Waller. Uh, I am a native of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Grew up, raised in North Philly. No um, that's right. Uh, I am a mother to two wonderful kids. Um, no hard working.
0: No doubt. That's what, about what you might Yeah, no, so it, it, hard working. What is, uh, as in terms of your profession? you know, let the people know what you do in terms of your profession. Uh, okay. You so vital, I'll... Yeah. You were vital in my, my development. Right. So yeah, yeah sure.
1: So I am formally trained in psychology, counseling, and business. Um, I've worked in youth development. I, uh, have worked, uh, for most of my working years 25 years or so i've worked in the the behavior health field the mental health field working with at-risk youth the community um kids with you know all kinds of things going on and just kind of helping build them in the community you know currently i'm a director for a children's outpatient program and i work with uh kids ages 5 to 17 you know helping them get through and navigate the stresses of life Yo, you know what,
0: is is to, to hear you say all that, like, you know how you can know someone, but because you all are in the work and y'all have your lives, you know, like we really, we rarely stop to reflect on the work that has been done or is being done and just, you know, say, hey, you good? You all right? Yeah, keep going. And then when you look back, I'm like, Man, I, I forgot. Yeah, that, that's right. She, that is right. You know, and now you start counting, like, you know what I'm saying? You have a rap sheet for real. You know what I mean. And so, as it pertains yeah. to you know the work in in terms of this uh this this healing work, uh, what I would like to call, uh, especially when you're dealing with families, uh, communities, um, in our in our uh communities and our children, yeah. so yeah. African American communities. And so uh, I like to say thank you for that. We're gonna get into that. Um, it just we're gonna get a little more into that okay. in just a moment. Um, but I do like um for you to begin to let the people know about, and when I say the people, I'm talking about those who see this video, those who hear the sound of our voices, when they go ahead and listen to Spotify, when they go ahead and listen to Anchor, when they go ahead to i right when they hear it. And so let them know what was your family structure like for you to be who you are, right? And being mm-hmm. all of those things, those 1600 things that you just mentioned like what produced that i want the people to know what produced that so what was your family structure like and how was so it
1: like going? yeah i i was raised by a teenage mom mm-hmm. um and my village consisted of my grandmother mm-hmm. um predominantly my my aunts my cousins my older cousins um and um it was me and my brother we you know my mom did the best she could. she gave up her education she gave up her you know her her dreams and goals to to raise us um, you know I, she always said that education was important um, she you know I, I say she sacrificed a lot she sacrificed a lot for her kids and some might say we were spoiled because we had things you know that some of the other kids in on the block might not have had but um. You know, we still was raised poor. Like I went to the store to break a dollar food stamp so I can get fifty cent. You know, Um, (laughs) we you know that's that's but that was normal. That was fun. That was life. Um, I didn't know the difference. Um, Mm. But you know, raised around drugs. You know, raised around in the crack era. Family addicted to crack. you know, uh, just trying to navigate, make it work. You
0: know, so, you know, just real, real quick. In in, in terms of uh, coming up in in those um, in those conditions, right? And mm-hmm. so, and then you you also mentioned like it was something that you didn't know about, like you couldn't tell, right? So it was almost as, as if
1: normalized,
0: right, right. And and is and, and it, right, and and in normalizing these spaces, you grow up. Almost in trauma, not filling it, right? Yet it's there though, mm-hmm. right? It's Definitely. there. And so, at 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 some point, do you think that is that it does that that catches up with us, like Definitely. that that Definitely. that trauma from those you know unseen moments of what has been normalized uh, as um, this is the way the world is, or this the is natural, world. right? like, does that catch up with us or do you think it catch up with us? And if it did, did it ever catch up with
1: you? I think it does. I think it does catch up with you at some point. I think it's like, for example, when in your formative years, when you, a a, a toddler, infant, you learn things, but you don't know that you're learning it. You know, you have no, no knowledge of it, no recognition of it. But then when you become six, seven, eight, you can comprehend more and you understand the things that was taught to you when you was an infant. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the same thing. So you live in that, in that environment and the trauma is around you and you're experiencing and it seems normal to you. But then at some point when you, when you're older, you're able to comprehend more, you're in different spaces and places you see, okay, this wasn't necessarily normal or how it was supposed to be. This didn't feel good. And you start to kind of Mm. think on it and, you know, you know, well, why did this happen? And, you know, you start questioning things and that's where, you know, you start to really recognize that you have went through something and that it, you know, it may have affected you in a way that, you know, wasn't good.
0: And In in, in your journey, what would you say was that, that light bulb moment where you like yo, that wasn't normal. Like that wasn't normal. Me coming through what I've, you know, came through, you're strong because of it, yet something's not, something's off, right? Something's off.
1: Um, Well, I, I think when I was in college, that's when I had a breakdown. Like I, I saw from my freshman year, like when I went to college, I, I knew I had to go to college. That's all I knew, I didn't know I had to graduate from college. I didn't know mm-hmm. that I had to work in college. I knew I had to get to college. And it was a shock to me. A shock to my system. New environment, you know, some independence. But I wasn't like everybody else there. Even though I was smart and, you know, everything came easy before, it was different now. And I went into a depression, started thinking about not my my father not being around you know you start developing mm-hmm. relationships that trauma pops up um dealing with you know as you become intimate intimacy and stuff like that dealing with the sexual trauma that i experienced as a child mm-hmm. um so i had i talked i talked to a psychologist from my freshman year to my to my senior year of college i was in therapy
0: wow and it's it's that's that's wow that's amazing and, and I say that because I never knew that right and I know you mm-hmm. I know you intimately I know you mm-hmm. you know and uh I never knew that and so knowing that puts a different spin on who you are for me right And so I say okay I yeah. knew what you did through to some degree and it's like wow you right. did that well you had to do that as well and I think another like a, a key piece that you uh, just mentioned, uh, even for young people, all of the, you know, everybody push and go to college or get an education, but don't know, right, that they're gonna have to work. Don't know, right, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not just going to college, you gotta go to grad, like, go graduate, right? Like, they're just pushing them to school, but mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. pushing, graduate, right. graduate on time, graduate in four years, graduate in three if right. you can. Right? And so I think those right. things are also important. And I and, and another thing that came up is like, so it, 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 it was college for you when those things came back up though right when, it, when those it, was, came- it
1: was before college actually okay it was it was I it started coming up before college um I can I can share a memory when I was in sixth grade like and I always say my favorite teacher is Miss Stewart because when I was in sixth grade I went through this bout where I would just cry for no I don't I didn't know why and she would let me go into the closet and cry and come back out and go sit at my desk and do my work no ne- I and I did this for months she never asked me no questions she never like made it seem awkward she just let me go into the closet and cry and come out and then when in high school I think that's when I started feeling dealing with more of the trauma of not having a dad and also being angry about being sexually abused mm-hmm. and it didn't come out in um like I wasn't or I wasn't aggressive and, and fighting and all of that stuff like that but it, I did it more inward mm-hmm. you know I I took it all on myself self doubt mm-hmm. you know the self blame I had I had self image issues crazy mm-hmm. um you know mm-hmm. just not thinking that I was, I was good enough, I was, you know, you know, I ain't look good enough, I, you know, all of that stuff, and um, that's when it started to come out, and, and I can say, like, looking back, I didn't, I didn't understand it, or, or, I didn't, I didn't get the, 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 what was really happening, all I know is I felt bad, I didn't feel good about myself, mm. you know, you know, I had, just a nasty feeling about me inside, but I never expressed it or shared it. And a part of that reason was, again, I was raised by a strong mother, right. and her expectation was, do what you gotta do. So it was always put on my put on my mask and handle it. Just keep going. Just keep moving. It don't affect me because that those were the the, the images that I saw. I saw strong women in my family yeah. who, you know, even though they was dealing with stuff. They just kept going mm. and, you know, eventually that catches up with you too. Well, yeah. So, yo,
0: so that's, that's like, so when, when we start talking about strong and I want for all, you know, for all those who can hear the sound of our voices and see this, um, because you're saying they're strong yet you had to put on a mask. So my question, mm-hmm. becomes, how strong were you if you had to put on a mask and not, so, or does that equate to not being able to show a certain emotion based on where we were, and what like what? The, it's, under- yeah, it's
1: not you can't show weakness because that because you is all about survival, so you can't show weakness. You can't you know when I was growing up, you couldn't be vulnerable. You and, and not even only that, it was like certain things you didn't talk about. You know, yeah. uh, my grandmother, you my grandmother, our grandmother, dealt with mental health. Mm-hmm. you know she was diagnosed with schizophrenia bipolar um, major depression um but that wasn't talked about right when she I remember in elementary school coming up the street and she was throwing stuff out the window and my mom was out outside like stop mom stop and they called the cops the cops came, brought took her in the car you know and she had a nervous breakdown. But no, no, nothing was said after that until she came home. Nothing was said. No, no, like, and I witnessed that I'm walking down the street seeing what's going on. I remember the cops coming to, to put her in the car and take her to the hospital. But nothing beyond that was said. Nobody talked. It wasn't until I was old enough to, that I had to help her with her medicine and I had to go with her to her appointments that I knew what wow. the real deal was. So, yep. you know, you just, she had, a, she had a moment, she back, she came back and she was back to being grandma, watching all the kids, letting them run in the run around and all of that. You know, we, nothing, we didn't realize that when she was laying on the couch, that she was really depressed. Mm. That wasn't, we never thought about of it like that. It was just, oh, that's, you know, she's sleep. We, so we right. can go be slick and right, sneaky. Right, right,
0: right right right
1: you
0: know so wow. and, and because those conversations were not help i mean granted i mean like you know because you're let's let for, for the audience your great grand your grandmother is my great grandmother
1: yes right
0: yes. so <laughs> you and i are second cousins yes right you and my mother are first cousins first,
1: yep
0: right and so um when 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 my great grandmother would like when we would see her um and I was with in the last days, mm-hmm. and so when we, we just thought it was natural, Grandma. And, and then when she had a, you know, she was nine, it was you know those was jokes to us. Jokes, yeah. It was like, you know what I'm saying. It was like, yo, touch my go go over there try to scare it. Look how mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. And that's before wigs were fashionable. Have- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's before wigs was fashionable. Um, and it was like, you know. And I, I I I literally did not know that. And I knew because I had to administer her her, her, her medication as well. Yeah. I know, but I didn't know what it was for until yeah. now, until yeah. you just said it. I did not know what it was for. And so um wow, you know, and this is the reason why this platform is here. This is the reason why it is important to be able to uh, tell your story, to own your story, right? Because the art of storytelling will connect bridges, mm-hmm. right? To mm-hmm. the next generation, right? And so if we don't have these conversations, and then we will go on with a narrative that is incorrect. Right, right. right. Communicating and So that's why we're here. And so I really just want to say, Cause I <laughs> I appreciate that, and 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 growing up, to us, you know what I mean. You was you was superwoman. We didn't, cause you you know you 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 know you you few years older than me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, I was out with your brother. You know, right. So uh, just looking at that, we didn't. I want to really consider what we call strong, and look at. Mm-hmm. What strength really is, mm-hmm. because now I'm raising my children, because I come up in the same uh, environment that you did, and so right. I saw strength the same way, right? right? Right. And so now I'm teaching my sons that they can release their tears, they can come talk to me. They mm-hmm. have to be able to manage their emotions. In order to manage your emotions, you have to show them. Right. You have, to be in, you have to be in tune with them Definitely. right and so it's beyond it's not just the iq but it's you know what i mean it, it, you know and how uh, uh that is played it's out the, yeah Emotion. the IQ,
1: right? The emotional
0: right well. emotional. Mm-hmm. and so the emotional intelligence and i just think it's uh it's, it's it's amazing that you know in this emotional intelligence concept or this idea for me didn't become real until I start healing, right? Mm, yeah. Until I started mm, healing, right? Yeah. So I had to look at all those times where I was I was being strong, all right, and I was you know you know and the whole time I was just suppressing all mm. of that volcano, mm-hmm. right? Not mm-hmm. knowing that it wasn't coming out of my feet, it was going to come out of the top of my head one day, right? Right. And right. So when I hear you and hear the, the story of your great your grandmother, my great grandmother, it's like, okay, what, who was before her and what were their, their mental space like, right? Yes. Even mm-hmm. when you go to the hospital, they say, what is your medical history? We go in there and not knowing and say, "Now nah, we good. I ain't never had X, Y, Z. Yep. Not, and not knowing, that nah, and look at, now
1: at my grandma. Right, right, right. Because people don't tell the story. That's the thing is taboo you know and this goes into i'm I'm gonna save it a little bit for the last question that you that you gave me but i'm gonna bring it in a little bit now but you know it's important that you know your family's stories the members individually that they get you know their story because they're people we place them on this pedestal As you know, and with all these expectations, you're my mom, you're my grandma, you're my aunt. You know, this is how I see you in my life, the role that you are supposed to be in my life. When they just people trying to figure it out the same way you're trying to figure it out. And when you can understand that there are people and the mistakes that they've made in your life that you feel like they've made in your life. It's just the mistakes that they've made in their life and how they're trying to deal with it and cope with it on their own. You can you can feel a little bit better about it. You know what I mean? So like when I when I talk to young boys and girls who are upset with their mom or their mom on drugs and all this, I say, Do you know your do you know your mother's story? Do you know why she's turning to drugs for to cope and handle her life? Mm. Because she probably been through something. Mm. And she probably hasn't told you or shared you her life. Go mm. ask her. Ask her about herself. Ask mm. about what happened to her. Mm. So that you can see her as a person first.
0: No, mm. Yo, you know. So yeah. I think
1: this platform is this is this is beautiful. You know, this is beautiful.
0: Yeah, this is what 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 you just said, man. And I'm a I'm not even going to wait. I'm going to tell you right now for all those who are listening, for all those who are watching the video, man, go, go, go interview your parents, go interview your grandparents, go interview your cousins, your older cousins, go interview those who you look up to, go mm-hmm. interview uh, those who you don't think have any issues or problems with their lives. Go interview your brother who, li- who, go interview your little brother and understand how he or your little sister and how she is being uh, affected by the things that you see mm-hmm. uh, as an older sibling, Mm-hmm. right that are affecting you because we mm-hmm. also internalize and deal with these things differently so where you may think that your little brother don't see it or your little sister don't see it they might be dealing with it differently right right so, right. so that that leads me right into the, it, what do you believe your life purpose is like what do you believe you're here on the planet for
1: Honestly, like I ask myself this every day. This is a 100% an everyday question that I ask myself. I ask myself, when I get up, what am I here for? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And if I'm not, how can I get there? But mm-hmm. I really believe that I am a helper and a healer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just in me to help people, to want to help people, especially the youth. Like, I don't know why. Like, I feel like the generations to come are the ones that have to be nurtured because the ones that are moving forward, we, we moving ourselves forward and out into transitioning. Um, but, you know, just a helper, I, I, I help anybody, you know, if I if I know it, I'm going to tell you if I don't know it, I, I you know, but if I know what I'm going to tell you. Um, no charge, none of that. I think that's probably a bad thing sometimes, but you <laughs> no know, doubt. whatever. I feel like what's what's going to happen is going to happen. I'm gonna get my blessings in another way. Um, and then I feel like I'm a healer because one, I I don't feel like I know that I'm a healer. Um, because I I have healed before. Yeah. Um, and I have I don't share that with many people, but um, there's been. so... Situations, life situations, where I've actually healed, um, and I don't take that gift lightly either. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but yeah,
0: yeah. That's, yeah. So <laughs> this is just amazing. I'm just, it's just a beautiful thing. Um, in your story, it's just, just straight up and down. Um, do you think that the work, that healing work, and the work that you do is is tied into uh, your childhood? Like what you went through is somewhat of the reason why you do what you do?
1: Definitely. So
0: why and how?
1: Because growing up, I had expectation placed on me. Like you was like, I'm the big cuz and I you know, I, mm-hmm. it was expectation placed on me and which led me to being a people pleaser. I had it in my mind that you had to do things a certain way. You know, you 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 ha- like like your life was supposed to be in points, and you know, get married, have get get to go to college, get a career, get married, have kids, happily ever after. Da 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 Do this by twenty. Do this by thirty. By forty, I want to have my PhD. But all of these things, you know, and um, it, it gets draining at some mm-hmm. point. So. You know, my, the expectations that people placed on me for so long, I dropped them. Mm. I dropped them because it wasn't who I was. It wasn't who I wanted to be. I realized that I was living a lie. Mm. Um, and I had to read, I had to really, when I tell you the last four years have really been about healing Mm-hmm. It's really been about healing, finding who Zakia is, being the authentic Zakia, the silly, the, as sometimes I can be just as airheaded as I want to be. Mm-hmm. At other times I can be sm- like just really being me. Um, that was the most freeing thing ever. That was the most freeing thing ever. And I had, in and, and, you know, it's casualties with that. It's casualties in finding yourself you know, when for so long you, you, you people please, you do, you know, you do what others expect of you, you know, when you, when you drop the ball and say, I'm done, everybody has, is a frantic, everybody go up in a frenzy, like, wait, hold up, not you, what you talking about, That's not you, but in actuality, it's exactly me, you know, you about to see the real me, I ain't perfect, I ain't wonder woman, I ain't I'm not, you know, above, you know, things happening. You know, I'm reckless, smegula, and I and I say this all the time. You know, I'm just reckless, smegula, Zakia from North Philly. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I can do some things, you know, but at the heart of it all, I'm just a little girl from North. That's it, you know. So, yeah, yeah.
0: So the so the work you find you find that even looking and reflecting on your childhood is uh, a great resource for what the work you do now.
1: Definitely. And I can relate in so many ways with, with some of the young people, you know, um, and they not, you know, nothing's new. They dealing with the same stuff over and over again. So just to be able to take, you know, put myself in that space, even with my, my own child, my children, you know, I try to, I try to go back to them times like, okay, how was I feeling? What did I need in that moment? And yeah. you know, during this time, rather than trying to, you know, put my motherly role, like, what did I need? How can I be of that need? And it's hard, it's difficult for some people, you know, who watch me parent now. It's like, nah, I would I wish my I wish my child would talk to me like that. I want my child to have a voice. You know, I want my children to be comfortable saying. I don't like that or no, I'm not in agreement with that. I want them to do that because I didn't have that opportunity. You know, my mom was, uh, you know, you don't play with her. So to this day I'm 40, about to be 44. I still don't cuss in front of my mother. Right, right. Right? Because that's disrespectful. But because I didn't have that voice, I wasn't strong enough or bold enough to tell her that somebody was touching me because mm. I was going to get in trouble. Mm. I was scared that I was doing something wrong. Mm. So I said, I never wanted that for my kid. I want my kids to be able to talk and really tell me. Mm. If you don't like something I'm doing, you can say it. It's okay. I'm going to have to deal with it. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. But I need you to tell me, you know? Right. So.
0: Mm. This, is, this is beautiful, man. Uh, I am so enthralled over... Um, the fact that you own your story right you own your story yeah. and um i'm I've never give anybody the pin again right right Never yep. give anybody that pin again you know what yep. i'm saying yeah These a good chapter from this forward, point forward and so um another thing i wrote down you know based on you know what you're saying is that my interpretation is be careful of other people's expectations
1: definitely you know?
0: They can they can they can ruin you, break you down, or even kill you, right? Mm-hmm. And so, though they push us and want us to do good and and right and things like that, I think it's a reality thing where you have to be realistic about what expectations you have for me. You have right. to know who I am and what I am, and know what I can do and what uh what I can't do and what some of my what those limits are for me because it's mm-hmm. out of my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And then have the expectations for you're not going to expect uh, uh, a fish to climb a tree. Right, right. A fish go through, like, e- expected to climb a tree. At some point, that fish is going to be in, a, in, in in one of those uh, mental hospitals.
1: Right. Uh, mm-hmm. animals, mm-hmm. Right.
0: And so, and it goes straight to, we find ourselves, and I call, you know, since coming through and um, having men's circles myself, you know, um, right. it's just really like, yo, we are the burden bearers, right? So even getting into what you said a little earlier, um, Khalil Gibran has this, um, has this, this, this he, he, you know, he's a writer, uh, Khalil Gibran's 18th century writer, poet, uh, but he has this gem. One of the books that he's written is entitled The Prophet, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then, and, and in the book, He goes into your children are not your children. They come through you, but not for you. (laughs) Sons and daughters of life longing for itself, right? And so then Sweet Honey and the Rock came and made and took those lyrics and made them into a song, right? And so with that being said, when I think about the trauma that I have and have had, right? Those that trauma that has hit, you know, that I'm healing currently, and the trauma that has uh, yet to be figured out by me mm-hmm. is my, it's not mine, it's actually yeah. my parents' trauma that I became a burden of. So I became the trash can or the dumpster for what they did not know how to fix and mm-hmm. what they were not brave enough in some aspects to talk about Mm -hmm. or to go sit on a couch. They they
1: they don't have, they don't have the language. They didn't have the language to, they didn't have the permission to, you know, they, 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 this, this, this space and opportunity to talk about your feelings and, and all of these things wasn't, that wasn't there 20 years ago, 25, 30 years ago. So, so they didn't know how they was, they was dealing with it, how they was dealing with it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That that because that's what, what was there. That's what was available in their environment to do so, and that's what they did.
0: And so, mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: And so, and because of that, I became a troubled son. You became a troubled daughter. Mm-hmm. And it no, at, but you know, by by no means did it stop us. However, it's still the acknowledgement that we have been troubled. You my, know, my, many aspects my. of our uh, development, and so. Um, before, before, before now, have you listened to, uh, the podcast and the, yes, uh, the- I have and, and, and yes, yes, so yes. From, from your, from your, pers- your, your professional, uh, seat, you know, uh, in terms of the healing work, the, um, community work that you do and, and give me your, give me some feedback. What is your feedback as it pertains to, uh, that, that six part story trouble Troubleson? I
1: mean, I think it's, is, it is who a lot of people are, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, the emotions, the ups and downs of all of it, can, is, can anybody can, you know, relate to it, it is, it, it it's, it's you, it's me, you know, it's, you know, the person down, the kid down the street, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think is is it it's needed. You know, you share. Sometimes people say, you know, you can't share your your dark. They 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 act they too afraid to share their darkest moments because they think that that's going to make everything dark. Yeah. When in actuality, it's going to bring everything to light.
0: Get it out. Get right. It out.
1: <laughs> right. So you know, okay. I, I mean, I think it's, it's amazing on something.
0: Yeah. So what what, what would you uh, from from that seat? Uh, what would be your professional advice? Like, what would you say to that 17 year old kid, that troubled son, that now knowing, because a lot of people don't know my story, even my sons, right? I have a son who will be 23. <laughs> <He'll> be 23. <laughs> my other son will be 22, right? And so and forth and so forth and so on. and. Like haven't heard haven't heard those stories until now, right? And so it wasn't mm-hmm. until I was able to get these things up right. And so, and that was just the first part, right? So, you know, uh for y'all out there listening, you know, every Wednesday, keep listening, uh, you know, because yes, that's gonna yes. come back in the rotation, you know, how everything pans forward. Um, but right now, in this in this moment, what would you say to the troubled sons and daughters of the world? I would
1: say you're not alone. It's not exclusively to you, and you know you just have to talk, speak it out, share your story, talk it out. Really, you know, be comfortable being uncomfortable. No doubt, because um, that's no doubt. that's that's where you gonna find the healing.
0: Mm. All right, so no. before you get out of here. Because I love having you here. I love the people want you. Is, uh, I love listening to you. I can see them. You know, I can see them loving to hear your story. And at some point you you know, part two, three, four, five, six has to come out. And we look forward to your book because that's what it sounds like you got in you. And so be, be ready to roll that out. And so All right. You, I All right. All right. I'm receiving it. You know, doubt gift. Thanks. Right. And so uh, this final question is that uh, if you had a choice, right, if you had a choice to read one book, to k- commit one book to memory, what book would that be and why?
1: So it's a book that I read in high school that you regifted me a few years ago called The Joys of Motherhood. Mm. And this book has just followed me my entire life and it's a story a story of an african woman who wanted to be wanted to be married you know her her dream was to have kids she got married to the first man she couldn't have kids she thought she was barren so she thought she was nothing got married to another man she had kids, she poured her heart and soul and life into these kids. Um, her husband became un- unable to take care of them. So she went out and became an entrepreneur selling cigarettes um, out at the docks. She became an entrepreneur that way to, to, to put her kids through school because she, she, she wanted her kids to go to school. She wanted the best. She did all she could to make sure that they went to school. Her kids went to school, wound up going to the university. And after they graduated, they moved to the United States and lived their lives. She wound up dying on the street by herself, alone.
0: Wow, wow! So the book and is called... Uh huh.
1: <laughs> it's so many ways to look at that story. Mm. You, you can, you can, you can pour your life and soul into your kids, but they are gonna grow up one day and leave you. Mm. You got to find a happy balance because again, we all people, you know, you have to live for you as well as for your family, but you have to learn to live for you. The expectations and all of the things that you have in your head made up of how life is supposed to be and what you're supposed to do, throw all of that out the window. Ain't no, it ain't no guideline to this thing is it from everybody's perspective one person's life can look totally different depending on the angle that you're looking at it from mm. but mm. the only person who matters is the person in the middle the person that everybody else is looking at mm. you can you're the only one that can make can maneuver and make that make that life whatever it's supposed to be for you everybody else is, is spectators but that book just like and I grappled with it so much being a parent, but but like I saw my one all right last I noticed little question my grandma poured her life into her kids and grandkids. Like she did nothing but cook and be at the house, be available to her kids and grandkids. My mother poured her life into her kids so much so to the fact that when we became old enough and we started moving and shaking and doing our own thing she got upset with that because Mm -hmm. we wasn't under coming around and hanging around and y'all bad kids y'all don't care about me because we was all we was her life Mm -hmm. and I told her I had a conversation and I said my you you still young you gotta figure out what you want to do for yourself Mm -hmm. and she's Started and she found her her religion and all of those things, but she had to figure out life for herself. And I know right. that one day my kids gonna grow up, right. they gonna go their way. And right. no matter how hard I try to give them the best and be the best, it's gonna be fault somewhere. Mm. So all I can do is say, is I'm human. I got a story too. And when y'all get older, y'all gonna go. Y'all gonna tell your kids, I got a story too.
0: No doubt. You know what? Before you get out of here, if you go, I want everybody to go back when you get a moment. Check out the last uh, episode, uh, with me and Assistant Jatame Taylor, and the book that she chose, uh, runs right into what you just said, uh, Octavia Butler's uh, piece, and it's it's just it's just it's just what it is. You know, it's the art of realignment. It's Universal Eye Power. Universal iPower Studios universal eye power book, but I just thank you for being here. Thank you love for having me, for
1: everything, yes.
0: everything positive. I love, honor, respect, and I appreciate you. Love uh too. And that's because I know you personally. You are my older cousins, uh, my older cousin. And it's, uh, it's now at 39, I'm 39 years old. And like I told you, uh son was 17. I just closed chapter 17 in my life. Mm. And so... No, I got more chapters to close, but I also have Mm -hmm. more chapters to write. And Mm, so see me here every Wednesday. I can't wait to get you all who are listening and seeing this video. I can't wait to get you all out here as well. And so until next light, peace, love, and power, beautiful people.
1: Peace.